You're listening to Workplace Perspective, an employment law podcast presented by Sapphire Legal. Workplace Perspective is a regular podcast series for employers and employees focusing on education, training, and the law to help organizations of all sizes develop and maintain successful workplace relationships. The opinions expressed by guests on Workplace Perspective do not necessarily reflect those of Sapphire Legal or its attorneys and should not be considered legal advice. And now, here's your host, founder and principal attorney at Sapphire Legal, Teresa McQueen. Thank you, James. Happy New Year and welcome everyone to Workplace Perspective, where we are striving to raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. Today, we are really excited to welcome back as our first guest of the new year, Dragonfly Coaching's Julie McCoy. Julie's a life coach. She'll be shedding some light on how to deal with the saboteur in your head. It's a new year, a new decade, and today we'll be gaining a bit of insight into how to evict, or at least muzzle, that inner critic and reach your full potential in the year to come. It's going to be a great show. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The opinions expressed by guests on Workplace Perspective do not necessarily reflect those of Sapphire Legal or its attorneys and should not be considered legal advice. You're listening to Workplace Perspective, an employment law podcast presented by Sapphire Legal. Welcome back to our listeners and welcome back to Workplace Perspective, Julie McCoy. Thank you so much, Teresa. I am delighted uh, to be back. Thank you for having me today. I love that we're able to have you back to kick off the new year, 2020. Can you believe it? Not even. It used to seem so futuristic. You know, at this point, I thought we'd be piloting flying cars by now or something exciting like that. But we're close. We're close. We're getting there. We're getting there. Mm -hmm. Well, I think this is a great topic for all of our listeners, especially this time of year. Everyone's got these great New Year's resolutions, best intentions, big plans. And then there's that little voice that whispers in your ear, filling your head with doubts and fears. And I say no more. So it's the future and it's time to muzzle that critic. So let's get to it. But wait, before we do that, Julie, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you and what you do? Sure, I'd be glad to. Uh, So about me, I'm a retired lawyer. I practiced for 35 years and retired last August. I spent 20 years in large law firms and 15 years on my own. I was trial and appellate attorney. Um, Primarily for the last seven years, I was an appellate lawyer. And as I I considered my uh, retirement and thought about what I was going to do with myself, I decided to dip my foot into life coach training. And I began that process about three years ago. I really loved it. I found coaching to be very uh, satisfying and fulfilling work. And so I dug in. I did a hundred over 100 hours of classroom work with Coach Training Institute, a very respected coach training institution. And then I did their six-month certification program. And since then, I've been coaching people, primarily lawyers, but not entirely. Um, my clients are just people who want to make positive changes in their lives. I love it. All right. So talk to us about the saboteur. Who is it? What is it? Well, it is uh, the saboteur. That's just one name. I've heard the term gremlin applied to this voice, but it's it's the voice, and everyone is going to recognize this immediately. The voice in your head, the naysayer, the one, this could be phrased a variety of different ways, but uh, it might say, oh, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. If you do that, you'll be embarrassed. 
If you do that, you will fail. Uh, how dare you think you can tackle that? If you do that, you're going to embarrass your mother or your dog or your husband or your and the list goes on and on. It's essentially any any message that seems to come within that keeps us stuck where we are, holds us back from our goals uh, and from uh, bringing change into our lives. So where do you think where do you think this voice comes from? Because I'm I'm sure all the listeners are saying the same thing. Like you're in my head. I just said that to myself this morning. As a matter of fact, half of what you just said. So where does that voice come? Where does it? Where do you think it gets its energy from? Well, you know, I, I think I think it, it's um, its origin is probably from a place of, of self preservation, right? So back in the in the cave dwelling days, I can't quite remember that right now, but um, I think back in those days, it was probably safe inside the cave, right? And outside the cave were a bunch of unknown dangers lurking out there, lions and tigers and bears and predators. <laughs> so, so staying inside the cave was a good survival mechanism. It was a way to, to stay safe. Now, I think that voice has been internalized to sort of deliver the message without saying this, that the safest place to be is where you are right now. Don't try to change anything because change is scary. You don't know what will happen. Something bad could be lurking around the corner. So just stay in your quiet little stuck space and don't make a move. I, that's interesting. I never thought about it that way. Being, I liked how you said it was a place of safety. I know people don't like change, and that makes it super difficult, but I've never thought about it more or less as a, as a safety mechanism, something to help you, you know, because it sounds almost like a coping mechanism. Is that kind of like the I, same yeah. thing? Right. I, I think it probably is a it was a coping mechanism that doesn't serve us anymore. Right. In our in our new uh, society. Uh, although, I mean, I'm sure there's a, a place for a voice within you that a voice of caution that says, oh, we maybe look into that a little bit further. But that's a different voice. The saboteur is really the naysayer. The message is always halt. Don't go there. Bad things will happen. Right. I, it's and true. In general, yeah, yeah. And what I was going to add is, and, and and the thing that I found in coaching is, the bigger the goal that somebody is going after, because bigger goals bring bigger life changes, right? So the bigger the goal, the louder the voices, and they become more and more difficult to grapple with. The more we reach for something that really is, you know, pretty pretty far out there. Yeah, I was, you know, as you're saying all these things, I'm sort of going into my head and going, gosh, is that, yeah, I've, I've experienced that. Yeah, that's really, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling it. But, you know, one of the things I always thought about those voices in my own head is I always thought it was a bit motivating. And so I never thought, to, you know, I didn't get, I never gave it too much thought. Um, and I've always tried not to let the voice, you know, the, those doubts and fears hold me back from things. But I've also, there was a part of me that thought, well, it's kind of a good thing it's there because it's a little bit motivating. Because fear's a little bit of a, is a good thing. But is that voice, so is it always a destructive force? Or can you use it for, for motive, you know, to help motivate yourself to overcome your fears and those sorts of things? Well, so there's sort of two things going on. 
One is sort of the internal voice that maybe some people might call the inner critic, the feedback back loop that you get, right, when you're trying to achieve something or do something. And, and that inner critic can be um, a positive force. Um, I'll give you an example. Back when I was doing a palette law, I did a lot of writing, of course. I was writing briefs and motions. And sometimes I would complete a project and think, oh, that was pretty good, and hit the send button and file it electronically, right, with the court. And then weeks or months, maybe later, I would have occasion to revisit what I had written and find there were errors in it, you know, typos or more often something that was phrased inartfully. And I would think, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. Now I'm really disappointed in what I did. So so the inner critic is a voice that might take that information, that feedback, and say, oh, how do I improve upon that in the future? Well, one way to avoid that would be to put a put the writing down, you know, for a few days and revisit it with a fresh eye. Another way might be to call in someone who's never read it before to proofread it for you and, and point out some things. So that's really, that kind of feedback loop is certainly positive. That is the motivator that I think you're talking about that says, hey, I could have done that a little bit better. How can I make that better for next time? It's a learning that takes place, right? The And that's the contrast to the saboteur. The saboteur voice upon reading that piece of work that was less than stellar, would go, oh my gosh, you wrote that? You think you can write? What are you doing being an appellate lawyer? What? You're, this is a huge mess. You need to find some other line of work, girlfriend. So it's a completely different, a different voice. Um, so there are different characters in there, in all of our heads, right? And, and one thing that is true of the saboteur is that it is always going to try to trip us up. It is not helpful in any way, shape, or form. I that makes a lot of, makes a lot of sense when you do it when you you know when you parse it out that way. That that really explains it. It it does make a difference, and I see how you can you know one can be used for positive to be a, a you know a good force, a learning tool, like you said, and the other really is sort of the it's the end of the line kind of talk. You know, it's it's the right. end, the hope, end the dream. Stop, do something else. Um, when you right. when you talk about the cast of characters, I, one of the reasons I've always been afraid to delve too much into this, I guess it's it's my generation, right? The civil generation. For those of you that need a pop culture reference, you can go ahead and Google that. But I'm afraid to give them a name because. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't want 25 people living in my head. But but I think, yeah. you know, when you say it that way and you, and you talk about them as if they're, you know, personalities, is there is there a classic from a clinical perspective, I guess? Is there like a cast of saboteur characters that, you know, that we could each easily identify with that would kind of maybe help us address some of the issues and help parse out the, you know, the voice that's sort of the learning voice and the voice that's the hope ending, you know, goal smashing voice. Well, I think the main the main thing that characterizes the voice of the saboteur is the saboteur is a liar. Always, always, first and foremost, is a liar. And so most people don't see it as that. When I ask people, when I hear the saboteur and I say, So who's that voice? Oh, that's just me. That's just me. 
going, you know, on my own experience, drawing on my own experience, you know, what's going to happen. But then I ask a follow-up question, and sometimes it sounds like, so tell me about that statement you just made. Which part of that is true and which part is not? And almost every time what comes out is that the biggest part of the statement is a lie. But there's a small part, you know, they might say, oh, 15% is true. Sometimes when I try things, I fail. Okay, fine. Everybody does, right? right. 15%, that's not too bad. But, but the thing is, I always tell people, remember that saying, there's a morsel of truth in every good lie? That's the saboteur. The saboteur is a good liar because a piece of the message is always going to be true. But the vast majority of it is going to be a big lie. I, it's interesting because I, most people, I find, even myself at times, we don't see ourselves, I don't think realistically is the word, maybe it's clearly and without filters. So when we do something good or when we're good at something, we have a hard time saying, I'm good at this or I did good at that. Because we're always either trying to filter it for whatever reason, not to appear too arrogant or to humble ourselves or to whatever it is. So I think we buy the lie because we don't see we don't see the the, the morsel of truth in it, right? Yes, yes, that's right. And that's one of the main roles of a, of a coach is it's a disinterested third party, not inside our head, right? But hearing the words and pulling out of us what's true and what's not true about that and how how can we dispose of the untrue part and work with the true part and sometimes it's good to have a third person in that dialogue pointing those things out because like i said before nine times out of ten when i ask somebody where where does that voice come from they say oh it's just me it's just something i know something i've learned which turns out not to be true at all when you really parse it out I love it. And once you figure that out, it's got to be easier to get across that and get your goals settled. Um, This is a good place to take a break. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to hear some practical tips from Julie on dealing with this saboteur in our head. So stay with us. We'll be right back. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds. And most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. Or if that resume was from someone who worked 12 hour shifts at the recycling company with my dad, who's 72. That taught me a work ethic that I carry with me every day. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone growing up where I did, a lot of things could have gotten in the way of my goals but I learned to push through, and that's what I bring to work every day. So maybe it's time we look beyond the resume and look to grads of life. Discover new ways to develop great talent that are so much more than what's on paper at gradsoflife.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. If you enjoyed today's show, do this. Share us, like us, give us a review on your favorite podcast app, It means a lot to us, and it ensures more people tune in and raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. 
Welcome back, everyone. We are talking with life coach Julie McCoy about the saboteur, that little voice inside our head that often holds us back from achieving our goals and reaching our full potential. So, all right, let's get practical. How can we silence or at least turn the volume down on this dreaded saboteur, Julie? Well, the answer, Teresa, honestly, is that that voice is probably never going to be silenced. What? Um, yeah, <laughs> I know. It's such a bummer. You know, the first thing in, in, in dealing with the message that you're getting, though, and that's really what you want to grapple with, the voice is probably not going to go away, and the message may change over time. But the best way to deal with the message is to confront it. So it's funny how you, how you start out saying, oh, I like to kind of ignore those things, um, because because they don't go away when they're ignored. They tend to get more <laughs> raucous. <laughs> like I said, the bigger the goal, the louder they're going to get. Um, and 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 they can't be they can't be argued with. A lot of my clients will will try to reason uh, with the voice, but you will never win an argument with the saboteur voice. So the so the first step really is is identifying it. What's the message? What part of that is true? What part of it isn't true? How do you want to work with the part that is true? How do we turn up the volume on that? rather than turn the volume down on the negative, it's probably always going to be lurking there. But, but knowing what it is and, and what, what is truthful about it and what is not is really kind of a first step to kind of putting, it, putting the saboteur down in the basement. Um, another tool that we use in coaching is there are other voices inside us that aren't naysayers. There are the voices that encourage us and believe in our goals and uh, honor us. And so one effective tool in coaching is to bring forth those voices. And it is, as you said earlier, kind of a cast of characters. Um, so in, in co- there are different coaching models that help identify the positive voices within each of us. And most of us have those. Sometimes they're hard to find at first. We have to kind of, <laughs> we have to kind of mine for them uh, because they're so covered over with all these negative messages going on. But generally, we can, we can find a voice of positivity. In some coaching models, that's a future self, a future version of us, maybe a better version, the version of ourself that has attained all the things that we are now seeking to attain and overcome all the things we are now seeking to overcome, right? So, So we can really clearly, it might take a whole coaching session to figure out who this future person self is, but we assign attributes to her or to him. And in times when the saboteur is really getting rowdy, sometimes it's helpful to dig into that, that other voice. What, what does your future self or what does your captain and some coaching models have to say to this message from the saboteur? Um, so that we just bring forth um, voices that are more transcendent, shall we say, and, and lean into those instead of being held captive by the voice of the saboteur. It sounds a lot like, it sounds to me as I'm, I'm listening to you talk, I'm thinking it's about becoming self-aware in a way. Mm. Um, we just, we did a show uh, a couple of shows ago and uh, that was one of the messages uh, was for success, you know, getting success in your career, success in a business. And a big part of that was becoming self-aware and realizing what your strengths are. And then 
focusing on those strengths and those around you to improve your own career, the success of your team, have, you know, achieve your goals, that sort of thing. So it sounds a little bit like that. Does that, is that kind of accurate? Oh, it's it's completely accurate. I I think, you know, we don't have a lot of self-awareness sometimes because we just don't have the perspective on ourselves to see it all for what it is, right? Which is one of the benefits of of coaching is to have that that third party who can help us put things in perspective and to have those, you know, the light come on on something that we just never really appreciated before someone pointed it out. Well, I want to I, let's let's send a message of hope. So, do you have like a success story somewhere where you've helped someone and and they've sort of silenced those voices and achieved an important goal or something? I well, gosh, I, there are, I mean there are so many of those. I don't mean to I I don't mean to uh, cop out, but <laughs> okay, let me throw out one that. Okay, here's. Well, he put you on the spot, a, so it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is not. A, it's not a work uh, place story, but the same dynamics apply. It doesn't matter what the issue is that someone's dealing with, right? It could be work, could be health and fitness, could be a relationship, could be financial. Um, um, okay, so there's one in the in the financial area. I oddly enough, I have a lot of clients who coach on finances. It's a big, big thing for a lot of people. To grapple with, and there's a lot of shame around it, and um, so so I was coaching this client, and I was kind of trying to get to the bottom of why this extremely bright, talented, successful um, professional was having such a hard time wrapping their head around these financial issues when they brought such organization and clarity of thinking to professional issues, right? And and so what we found was there was this great big lurking saboteur that was just <laughs> frightening this client to death. To death. This this project of getting getting arms around finances had just become this big we called it a black hole because it's like the finances were just this black hole <laughs> wow. in this person's life. And and once we started to work with that and sort of banish this 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 doom and gloom message that the saboteur had been sending this person their whole life, um, all of a sudden things got a lot clearer, and a lot of work immediately happened on the area in the area of budgeting and coming to terms with things and some topics that had been just so difficult in the in the marital relationship around finances became much easier and even and even fun this person brought made their children part of the process of of household budgeting and saving money they made it they made it like a game so it was an enormous uh, success story because the transition from that black hole of finances, I cannot do this, I will never be able to overcome this problem in my life, suddenly became like a fun game that involved the whole family. I love that. You know, it's it's really, it's about being brave, isn't it? Because you've, mm-hmm. you've got to be brave to face some of these issues that 
you know, that maybe be long held self-defense mechanisms and, you know, that saboteur has been standing at the gate for a long time. And it sounds like you just, you really need to find that, that motivation and be brave enough to face it. Right. Yes. And, and bravery can come in through, through different avenues, uh, through, through bringing the, the positive voices to the forefront and sending the saboteur to the basement, <laughs> um, and through having a, a coach or someone who, it doesn't have to be a coach, but it's very helpful to have someone who champions you, right, in the process, because the first steps are always hard and intimidating, and, and sometimes coaching requires some baby steps, such as we are not going to tackle the finances and say that, you know, next month everything's going to be in order. Instead, for this month, we're going to identify exactly what we're spending money on, right? Next month, we'll figure out where the money comes from. Then we'll figure out where we can cut things back. So it's a series of baby steps that that eliminates that or greatly reduces that fear factor. I love it. I love the practicality of it. All right. Well, we're running out of time. And as we wrap up today's show, can you give us your your cautionary tale, your words of wisdom, or maybe some thoughts for the future? Well, I would just encourage anyone who is interested at all or curious about uh, life coaching to, to find someone they think they might like to work with. Almost all coaches offer a complimentary sample session, 45 minutes or an hour, so that you can actually See what coaching is. I think it's a very hard thing to explain, as you and I have discussed before. (laughs) But when you experience it, it's a lot easier to have an understanding of it. So a a sample session with a coach, I think if you have a goal, one of your listeners has a goal that they've set that somehow they're just stuck and moving toward it, a coach might be a great way to dig in and um, send those saboteurs to the basement and, and start reaching that goal in 2020. I love that visualization. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Well, that's our show for today. Julie, I want to thank you for joining us and for sharing your wisdom and your inspiration with all our listeners. Thank you so much for having me, Teresa. If you want to find out more about Julie and Dragonfly Coaching, you can find her on the web at dragonflycoachjulie.com. That's D-R-A-G-O-N-F-L-Y coachjulie.com. You can also connect with Julie via our website at sapphirelegal.com slash podcast. I want to also thank our listeners, my radio angels, James and the Nave at Night, our workplace team extraordinaire, our engineer and producer, Paul Roberts, with music provided by the very talented Stephen Versaloni. I want to thank you all for joining us at Workplace Perspective. Until next time, keep raising the bar.